As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, my wonderful, precious, sweet babe. How are you today? Diana Jebbia, I am the host of Believe in Bravo Besties. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Diana Jebbia if you aren't already. Also, sorry, I, I'm so sorry if I sound like I'm breaking up. Oh, my God. This is like a sound of implosion. You can't hear any of it. Thank God. But I closed out my email before I started this podcast. And like my computer takes a few minutes to catch up. And it literally was like, bloop, 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 bloop. Like the whole five seconds. I just tried recording that. And my brain was like, cannot compute, cannot compute, like to sensory overload. So I think it finally quieted down. And you have Zen Diana back again. Let's just take that from the top. Hello, my sweet babe, Diana Jebbia, host of Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Remember to follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, at Diana Jebbia. You are in for a wild ride with my Instagram and TikTok because she is booked and busy, as Samaj just told me, and I cannot wait to take you along on my adventures. Before I get into that, little reminder, make sure you're following Believe at Believe Lifestyle at Believe Network. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. So here are my next two weeks. And again, this isn't like to brag. I'm like 1% humble bragging because you would too. And I feel very grateful. But also I'm letting you know because I want you to stay tuned to my page because I'm going to be posting a lot of fun stuff. And like we're going to have fun over the next couple of weeks, you and I, I swear. So this weekend, I'm going to Disneyland. Shocker to no one. Some family friends are coming up from New York. We're going together. It's still food and wine festival. So you're going to be eating and drinking with me. My computer's just making more sounds I didn't ask for. Oh, my God. You are in quite an episode today. Anyway, I think the pop-ups have stopped. Hot damn. Okay. So Disneyland this weekend. Then... Nope, the pop-ups are back, honey. I'm sorry, I had to pause because I just could not. Nobody can work under these conditions. I'm being so dramatic right now. Thank you for putting up with my bullshit. Anyway, we're going to Disneyland this weekend. Then Wednesday, we're meeting my family in Vegas. I am going to try to go to Lisa Vanderpump's new bar in Paris, the hotel, not like the country. The country's French, the France. Good God, the city's Paris. I'm, I'm not dumb. But yeah, she's got a brand new bar. Check it out on her page. It's called Vanderpump à Paris, and it looks so gorgeous. 
Emily in Paris vibes for sure. So I'm going to check that out. Hopefully get some material for you. And then Friday, I come back Friday night and then I head off to the desert, as the kids in L.A. say, because I'm going to Coachella Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if I spoke about it on this podcast. It's not Bravo related. So if you're strictly here for Bravo, I am so sorry. We are getting to that in just a minute, but I am going to Coachella. I'm covering for Pop Crush, um, but I am going to be posting on my own page. So you will be seeing really fun performers. Obviously, I'm going to be seeing my girl Billy again because you know I go hard for Billy. I might just be her number one fan, and I would put money on that. I would put money on that for sure. Um, yeah. Kanye West dropped out of that shit, so we won't see him. But The weekend, Swedish Mafia, Missing Harry Styles, unfortunately. Who else? Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion. So if you are into all that kind of music, Monoskin, Phineas, definitely keep an eye on my page next weekend. Coachella is going to be fun. I need to tell you about Rhea, who's my mom, by the way. A little funny story before we get – she just texted me, too. God, today is nuts, my friends. Um, I'm not answering her. Sorry, mom. She listens to this podcast. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> so she, I have a couple outfits planned for Coachella. I'm really excited. The first one is like a vintage, someone cut up an in and out tee and put zippers on it. It's really cute with fringe bottoms. And then the second one is just this really cute, flowy boho dress. It's, it's short, but it's light for the desert. Um, and you, I, I don't think it's see-through at all. I don't think it's see-through, but my mom being the East Coast Italian hover mom she is, and I say that with a full heart and full of love, and hopefully she can look inward and realize she is that way, and I'm not making fun of her. I'm just being real. She's like, you need shorts under your dress, and I'm like, do you realize that people are going to show up to Coachella in a thong and nipple pasties, and I... I agree I would feel more comfortable with shorts but like a pair of granny panties under that shit and I'm fine I'm good to go I will be overdressed for the occasion and I'm fine with that so she is hell-bent on me finding shorts for Coachella um, to go under my dress this morning I'm trying to get everything situated in my apartment for the next couple of weeks and she's like did you find your shorts and I'm like Crap. So I tear apart a bunch of drawers trying to find the, these pair of shorts I have. I can't find them. I go to make coffee. I have like a regular standard coffee maker, not a Keurig. And I forget to put the basket where the coffee filter should sit. So now I have an explosion of coffee grounds on my counter and I am like three steps away from crying. So that has been my Friday so far. And this is the state I'm coming to you with. And that's why I told you that whole story, because I just need you to know what kind of state I'm in, bestie. I really do. Literally, I am so excited for Coachella, but I'm going to be like the 30-year-old there. Like my friend sent me this reel this morning. It's like 20-year-olds versus 30-year-olds at Coachella. And like they're going to be all concerned with like doing their party stuff. And meanwhile, I'm going to be the one taking lactate and gas X to make sure my stomach doesn't rumble the whole time and like I don't know if I'm hopefully in an interview with someone important you know they can't hear my stomach sounding like a computer from the 90s when it was like like when I tried to process I don't know how I got on that topic but that's where I'm at today so why don't we skip my stomach problems and head right to some Bravo news because damn there really is a lot to cover um and I only have a short period of time I just realized how douchey that sounded I'm so sorry um 
Let me just spill the Bravo tea. So Paulina Ben Cohen, who, if you don't know her, like realize her name, she is Mike Shuhead's um, from Shaza Sunset's fiance. She's now spoken out about Mike's arrest. And there's apparently they're on vacation together now, too. So this whole situation has gotten definitely interesting. And I want to make it clear before I go any further that I am speaking from a place of understanding for her because I'm not making any judgments about her going on vacation with him. Obviously, domestic violence, trigger warning ahead, is a very difficult situation for everyone involved. Um, I was actually on Nimade, that African Butterflies um, web series, Bold Black and Addicted to Bravo. We just did a series about domestic violence and we did speak about this incident. So please, if you haven't watched that, take a look. Um, I fully understand that these are very nuanced situations. They're not cut and dry. So I just want to make sure that you know before I speak about anything Paulina has to say, I'm not holding any judgment for her whatsoever. So with that being said, she has... um, given her first comments on Mike's arrest through her lawyer. And the quote is, um, and this is from Daily Mail, we are working with the authorities to seek a just and fair outcome to this sad situation. The family appreciates your space and respect for their privacy during this time. So obviously he was arrested a few weeks ago. He's waiting for a court date in July. And then a little reminder what his lawyer says So this is Mike's lawyer's statement. At this time, the only comment I can make with confidence is that my client in no way committed any act of domestic violence and the truth will prevail. So now I just saw, according to page six, she just she's on vacation with him. Her child. Does she have more than one child? I don't know. There's a child there. Um, Let's let's look into this together. Mike Shuhead and his fiance Paulina Ben Cohen were spotted on vacation in Mexico less than a month after he was arrested arrested for domestic violence. A source exclusively confirmed to page six that Thursday that the couple are still together. Um, he's carrying a little girl. It's unclear if that's her daughter. Yeah, so they're on vacation together. And obviously, another thing to add. Shaz was canceled. We did speak about that in the last episode. So this is kind of all just unfolding all at once. I don't, like I said earlier, I don't hold any judgment for Paulina. I feel like maybe this, I shouldn't, I don't know. I feel weird giving my thoughts on the situation. But looking at the possibilities, maybe this is a situation where a fight just got out of hand. We don't have any details on it. And maybe a neighbor called the cops or something. And domestic violence laws are very nuanced. They're not cut and dry. So, like, certain procedures need to be followed to protect all parties. Maybe this was that situation. Maybe sadder. Pauline is not ready to leave. Nimade brought up in our domestic violence talk on Bold, Black, and Addicted to Bravo that it takes someone the average of seven tries to leave a situation where abuse is involved. So a dark return, maybe it could be that. We don't know. We're not in their life. So we just have to watch it all unfold. I, that's kind of sad to say. Um, I'm very interested to see how this will turn out with his court date in July. Um, and of course, I'm sending my thoughts, my best thoughts. And um, I don't want to say prayers because I'm not really a religious person, but 
I send out my best thoughts and wishes to everyone involved in that situation. It really is a sad situation. I hope that Mike gets the help he needs. I hope Paulina gets any help that she needs because obviously we've seen on the show that he can be a very controlling individual and that's not healthy for any sort of relationship. So sending them all the best. All right. More news to cover. There is just so much going on lately. I love this next story because it's so messy and I think it's further proof why we need Vicki Gumbelson back on the Real Housewives of Orange County, especially with the tanking direction this season is going. So Steve Lodge, Vicky's ex-boyfriend, who is so snaky, by the way, he ran for governor of California when they tried to recall Newsom. And I was like, I am not voting for this asshole. Um, just to give you, I have to give you a little bit of like insider California knowledge. So they send you, whenever we have an election, they send you the, the booklet of all the candidate info. And... Obviously, like the the election was to recall Newsom because people think he like isn't doing a good enough job for the pandemic. Like this is not to get political. This is just to give you background. So the whole point of the election was people wanted to vote to take him out of office and put someone new in. And the candidates were wild. Like it was Steve Lodge, Real Housewives of Orange County. I think he was some like cop in Orange County, too. Super Republican. Then it was Caitlyn Jenner. Then it was some local celebrity. I think her name is Angeline. And she like drives around in a car. She's like really like people know her here. It was just wild. Like think of your hometown local celebrity running for governor. Then it was this one guy who was like maybe 20. And my friend sent me his merch page and he had like sexual merch. It was so bizarre. And then there was one guy who... Like, they give you a bio of their platform in the booklet. And one guy, I don't remember his name. He had, like, the weirdest headshot. And his bio with his platforms was, like, love the letter U and all. And I'm like, damn, Slim Pickens, California. It was just really funny. But, yeah, that was the time that someone on the Real Housewives of Orange County tried to run for office in the state of California. And I was not having it. So he's married now. This is just, according to page six, seven months after him and Vicky split up. And now she is commenting on it because obviously that was her fiance at one point. And we really were rooting for Steve, I think, because this was just hot off the heels of her relationship with Brooks Ayers. Ayers? Ayers or Ayers? I don't know how to say his last name, but that's all you need to know is that's Cancer Scandal Man who shaped the like future of Orange County forever because ever since he came along, the show has just not been that good. What we really need is Don back. We really need Don back. Don with two ends. Anyway, so she said, people have been ma- asking me to make a statement about my ex-fiance's recent marriage. On Twitter, she said this. Here it is. I wish them the best. And in true Vicky fashion, I love her. I'm just so thrilled and relieved it wasn't me at the altar with him. She's so funny. Steve's new um, wife is 37 and he's 63. And Listen, age is just a number, but because he's a little shady baby, I find that weird. Like, he's sneaky. So I'm not loving this life for her. I hope they're happy, but hot damn, what a hot mess express. This is why we need Vicky back on the show. She is actually dating someone new 
who um, they posted pics together. And I know they were at some sort of like cowboy themed event, but him in a cowboy hat. He looked like Doug Dimmadome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome from the Fairly Odd Parents. If you know, you know, and you need to check out this comparison. I had it on my page at one point. It's not there anymore. But everyone was messaging me like, oh, my God, you're so right. Oh, my God, you're so right. It's just wild. I really hope Vicky finds her happiness because baby girl's love tank likes to be filled and she's just a lot more manageable when she does fill it. But we need her back on Orange County. I'm sorry. Gina's not cutting it. You know I don't like Heather. She's not cutting it. What the hell was that season finale with a musical number? It was cute. It was entertaining. But it was not the standard of housewives we've come to know and love. Like, Season one, Orange County, which I know is an entirely different show, but they would look into the future if someone said like, hey, this is you years from now. Like, look, they'd be like, I don't want to be part of this. What the hell is this show? So I don't know. It's just a little too campy for my liking. But hey, this the season's over. We do have reunions coming up. Supposedly, it's supposed to be good. They lie about that shit all the time. So we really won't know until we watch. One um, last piece of tea to Bravo to Bravo tea to spill Oof. Um, before we go forward with our little summer house. I'm not going to call it a recap. I'm just going to call it a check in. She is off the rails on Twitter. And obviously it's been announced that she's now been named or is being accused of being a front woman in her husband, Tom Girardi's legal issues. So there's a 50 million dollar lawsuit headed her way. And she is on Twitter acting like she doesn't have a care in the world. Some highlights from her account. Let's start with the easy stuff. So she will be doing press for this season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She didn't do any last season. She wasn't on Watch What Happens Live. She tweeted, someone asked, as you didn't do any press last season, will you do the press this season and appear to watch what happens live this upcoming season, Heart? And she said, yes, that was quick and easy. Then she got into the book drama with Garcelle. I'll catch you up a little bit if you're not familiar. Basically, Garcelle's releasing a book and on, not Twitter, on Instagram, she put a clip from the trailer where she said to Erica, you don't have to make yourself do look bad. You do that all on your own. Um, I'm actually going to go to the Instagram post because now that I'm thinking about it, like, I don't understand how that relates to her promoting her book. And I just want to make sure I get the right info for you. Okay, so on her page, she has that clip of her telling Erica she makes herself look bad on her own. It's in the trailer. If you haven't seen it, it's a really good clip. Erica's not even, I do want to mention to you, Erica's not even in the physical clip on this post. It's just her saying, like, you make yourself look bad all on your own. And then when you swipe, it's just the cover of her book. She looks so cute, by the way. It's called Love Me As I Am. And then in the caption, it says, you know how else you can make... You know how else you can look bad all on your own? By not pre-ordering your copy of Love Me As I Am before it comes out on Tuesday. Link in bio. And then Erica responded like, Garcelle, I know you unfollowed me, um, but you'll still see this or something like that. And she had Garcelle's book in the trash, which was so unnecessary. That is so unnecessary. I'm sorry. Was Garcelle like right to do that? It wasn't harmful. It wasn't terrible. Like, I'd be a little pissed if someone did that, but I wouldn't throw their book in the trash. Like, it was clear Garcelle was just trying to be make light of a situation 
saw a funny thing in the trailer that had just dropped to like kind of cross promote Housewives and the book. And I think Erica just can't go a day without being dramatic. So the long and shortest of that is someone tweeted Erica, what made you throw the book out? And she said her Instagram post. So the one I just explained. No, no need to use my name or very complicated legal and personal problems to sell her book. She has enough friends to help her. So Erica's just saying like, because Garcelle said to her, you make yourself look bad on your own. She's kind of taking it to the next level. And it's like, well, she's saying I make myself look bad on my own. And she's meaning my legal problems and my name. And she's using that to sell her book. And I just think that was way over the top. So that's where it starts getting weirder. Then it gets even weirder when someone tweeted, OK, what's the difference between Tom and a potato? And I forgive me for not looking deeper into that I don't know where that question came from I don't know if that was for a previous reply but someone asked that and she just responded mush and then finally the last one um which I will need to be censoring because I don't feel comfortable reading this one I know my mom listens to my podcast but someone tweeted her and it's a troll account because it says Tom's burglar is the name and Tom and Erica pay the dot 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 it got cut off, so I'm going to assume it's like the press or something like that. Hollywood done wore out that bitch. Your beep has left your body. And it's a it's a body part. I'm going to give you that. And she wrote, my beep is swollen and the cat is squishy wet, which if I can be 5,000% honest with you, that's really not what you should be tweeting if you are at the center of a very expensive lawsuit. You of all people, it's expensive to be me, should know that. This is not helping you. In the slightest, in the slightest. So she's got a lot to deal with. I do not envy her. And uh, God bless. Get off Twitter, babe. All right. Why don't we do our little summer house check-in? Um, and then I will let you all enjoy your weekend. So exciting. Before we continue, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Noom. Yeah, Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Now, a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engage with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. This week of Summer House, they go to the winery. Alex is back, by the way. Oh, my God. Wait, I need to, I need to talk about something that happened last week. So he comes in and everyone's like, oh, Alex, like they're pretending they haven't seen him in a while, which he wasn't at Andrea's dinner, but he was at Lindsay's birthday. So I don't know if like they edited it 
to make it look like he was gone more than he was before. Like, it was just very interesting. But immediately, my SpongeBob loving brain thought, hey, everybody, Kevin's back. Hi, Kevin. On the episode when they go to the jellyfishing convention and Kevin's a dick um, and he's about to let throw SpongeBob into like the trench of people where everyone is. And... I posted that like it's Spongebob looking down into the trench and I'm like hey everyone Alex is back and I wrote like the fans of Summer House right now and I just shared it to my story and tagged him and Alex reposted it and he's like I love Spongebob so all we need to know about Alex is he is a Spongebob loving king and to be honest that's all that matters. That's really all that matters. I do think Alex deserves a redo. I think these producers did him dirty as all hell. Dirty as all hell. How do you hire someone and then like write him out after the fact? I don't care if he doesn't have drama. We have friends of on the show being useless as all hell. If Gina on The Real Housewives of Orange County can go off and start an argument about her friend we saw for two episodes, we can keep Alex, who's an established main cast member, in Summer House. Okay, that is my TED Talk. Thank you so much for attending. One thing I want to point out about this week's episode, this, everything that happened with Lindsay and her blowing up at her new boo, Ahmed, that's his name, right? I just want to make sure I got everyone's name correct because he's not a major player on the show. Yes, Ahmed. Um, She blew up at him. She invited him out with everyone, and I think something happened where he left without saying goodbye, or I think he texted her or whatever. Listen, would I be upset if I invited a new boo to my something with my friends and like, let's let's hype it up. Let's up the ante. It is something on TV so that she can't say this. But in her mind, she's probably like, not only am I being invited, invited, embarrassed in front of my friends, I'm being embarrassed in front of a bunch of people who are going to watch this. I give her that. That's upsetting. But she reacts like, as I always say, the Tasmanian devil. She is like friggin' thunder in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle is the expression. I don't know. Whatever. She's just explosive. And as someone who has been in that state and knows you need to work through it, and I know she's got so many other problems going on, but I feel like everyone has just been giving Lindsay a pass. And I, like I always say on this show, real friends hold one another accountable. And I think anytime someone tries to do that, some of the fan base is like, this is just how she is. Like, we need to let her be. And I'm like, no, we don't. We're not doing her a service by doing that. So her flipping out at Ahmed, that's why I don't like her. Like, she just runs and, and like, starts problems and everyone kind of lets Lindsay do what she wants. And it's not fair. It's really not fair. I do love, though, sidebar, Maya and Oliver are dating IRL, and I, I'm so happy for her. Like, Maya has been such a ray of sunshine on this show, and if they don't renew her contract, bravo, we need to talk. Another thing I want to add, sorry, I'm going back to Lindsay. I'm all over the place. This is par for the course of the show. It would piss me off as Sierra if Lindsay, who made a whole big stink about being with Austin now has a new guy, which I'm not saying Lindsay's not allowed to do that. She's allowed to do whatever she wants. She's allowed to sleep with whoever she wants. That's not a problem. It would just bother me if Lindsay made a whole big ordeal about how she had to be with Austin and then just to move on to someone else and to ruin it for Sierra. Like that would, don't say that wouldn't bother you. If you do, you're lying. You're so lying. 
All right. So another thing I want to talk about is Carl and Mackenzie. Um, again, if you don't know who Mackenzie is, before Summer House, she was on Love Island USA. The guy she was with, Connor, on the show, like I always thought he looked like Carl. So again, that was just like a funny pairing to me. So Carl ultimately ended things with Mackenzie. And this was huge for me to watch on all levels. Number one, I love that Carl was able to be so honest with himself and do the mature thing and break things off with Mackenzie and just be like, I'm not in a place in my sobriety where I'm ready for a relationship. He needs to focus on himself. Like, huge round of applause for Carl because in the past we've seen how he's treated women on the show. Obviously, the work is circus. That didn't go well. So... For him to, to do the right thing, man up and end things with someone, no matter how painful that may be for her, rather than to lead her on, that's huge for him. That also being said, it was interesting for me to think about Mackenzie because obviously when you're a girl and or you know what, when you're whomever in a relationship and someone you really like doesn't proceed with you for whatever reason, we tend to take the blame on ourselves and internalize that pain and make it be what did I do wrong for this to not work out so watching this and knowing how pretty Mackenzie is and how tiny she is and like she seems like a wonderful woman 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 sorry people tell me I say that weird all the time so I'm self-conscious of it she's a wonderful person we'll just say that you could be the juiciest peach in the whole world and it just isn't about you it clearly was very much about Carl. So that was that was interesting for me to watch. Um, we Obviously, I do want to add, we know that Carl and Lindsay are together. And this is why I also hope that Lindsay's done the inner work because the way she blew up at Ahmed on this episode, I would hate for her to blow up at Carl in that way, especially with the progress he's been making. Not saying that that would ruin the progress, but that would just prove that they're just on very very different levels. All right, the winery trip. Um, poor Andrea. I think this is the most ever we've seen a guy cry on Bravo and I'm totally here for it. Um, I think we should all chip in and start a GoFundMe and like contribute to a life-sized bubble wrap at the Home Depot so we can roll him up in it and protect him at all costs. He is wonderful. I'm actually part of a few Bravo discussion groups on Facebook and like I cannot sing his praises enough. And some girl was like, you're obsessed with Andrea. And I'm like, and he's a nice guy. This is also a Bravo Facebook group. Like I'm keeping it contained to here and on my page and podcast. I'm not going to freaking Costco and like popping out a la SpongeBob, how he like, sometimes jump scares people. I'm not in the liquor aisle in Costco looking for wine and being like, Andrea's great. Like, cause then I'd be like, that's fucking weird. No. And I don't like the word obsessed. I like supporting nice people. And if you have a problem with that, I'm not the person for you. Thank you. <laughs> I digress. He is um, still upset about Lexi. And this is where I get mad. Danielle, I feel like she does not have her own storyline. I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast before. This might be an unpopular opinion, but Danielle does not have her own storyline. She is a storyline leech. She leeches onto Lindsay's drama, and now she's leeching onto Andrea and Paige's drama. So Danielle's like, I'm confused about the whole storyline. Like, you had time to fall in love with someone else after Vermont, and then you went back to Paige. Listen, in my mind, it's simple. Guys, not to shit on guys, but... 
their brains like when it comes to love it's like they kind of want to explore all the options out there it all depends on what self-work he's done so he met Lexi and he broke it off with her because he's like well I'm gonna see Paige and I kind of want to see where that goes was that a douche move yeah sorry Andrea (laughs) was he lucky that Lexi ultimately took him back and now they're dating 1000 percent but that's why I don't question the timeline like it seems very believable in my opinion but Danielle's kind of got to insert herself and then Lindsay's by default needs to insert herself um and they're just all kind of comparing it to the whole Sierra Austin ordeal and Lindsay's like we've had an on and off thing for years and like you only knew him in Vermont but to me that's also a cut and dry deal because Austin literally said to her in Vermont you remind me of my sister or he didn't say like that like I look at you like a sister so clearly there's no romance there and the fact that she wanted to make out with him like after he said that like ew um and Sierra like they just had a whirlwind romance don't act like you've never been caught in one of those I've been caught in way too many of those and I care to admit so I I don't know and then Amanda kind of tries to have a one-on-one with Lindsay and just confront her about like her behavior which this was tricky this is a very tricky situation to navigate in a way it kind of does come off as a little slut shamey like you've been sleeping with a bunch of people but as a caring friend who's just like like hey are you okay because obviously Amanda does know about the trigger warning miscarriage I I see both sides to the fence I just wish Amanda framed it in a different way and kind of didn't bring up her sleeping with different people because that's where it, it gets a little shamey you know um, but yeah, that's where we, we wrap up. I don't think Paige has any right to feel used by Andrea. She was playing both sides with Craig and Andrea. She, if anything, should understand where he's coming from. And Paige, I don't know. I just think it's her time to step down for this season. Like, we don't care at this point. She's happy with Craig. Andrea's happy with Lexi. Obviously, this is, this is back earlier in the season. It's just, I don't know stuff for her to think about for next season if she's asked back thank you so much for this very spending this very hectic chaotic pop-up filled episode of believe in bravo besties with me if you still love me after this ordeal and you want to catch up with me and you want to be filled in on all the great stuff i have coming up to share with you vegas coachella disneyland please 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 give me a follow at diana jebbia g-e-b-b-i-a um also follow believe believe network and believe lifestyle b-l-e-a-v and if you could take time out of your very busy day to rate and review me on apple Podcasts, i will review if you give me a lovely review i will read it on the podcast rate review five stars it helps so much with advertisers bravo labs all that good stuff i will kiss you right on the face okay i will talk to you next week right before in the midst of my craziness i love you so much bye babe thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.